Greetings and welcome to EBZ Devotion. My name is Jotham Kilimo and I thank God for this privilege and opportunity to share the meditations in this Holy Week. We have been focusing on Jesus and our key theme is that Jesus Christ suffered, died, buried, resurrected to redeem us from sins, penalty and grant us eternal life. Today is our seventh and last day of the Holy Week Meditations. This is Easter Sunday when Jesus rose from the dead. What a triumph! What a joy! Amazing! He is risen! He is risen indeed. Let's read Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 1 to 7. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will run the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Since early Sunday morning, and the women went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. They were concerned who will roll the huge stone for them to get access. But when they reached, they found the large stone rolled away, and an angel spoke to them, telling them, He is risen, he is not here. And they confirmed that there was no body lying in the tomb. Yes, the tomb was empty. On this resurrecting day, I would like to reflect on two key points. One, the empty tomb witnesses and secondly the resurrection appearances this will help us to ground our faith that jesus did not did in fact rise from the dead and he was seen alive by many witnesses and jesus is alive today that's reason enough for you and me to believe it so first the empty tomb witnesses all the four Gospels give an account of the empty tomb. They give different details, but combined we get a clear picture as well as believe it as a fact. The witness of the empty tomb were, number one, the three women in the text that we've read today, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome. They were the first witnesses and found the stone rolled away. And there was no Roman guard and an angel who gave them the good news of the risen Christ. Secondly, two disciples, Peter and John, on being told of the empty tomb by the women, and in disbelief, they ran to the tomb and confirmed that indeed he was not there. He had risen. That's recorded in Luke chapter 24, verse 9 to 12. 
It is important to note that the stone was not rolled aside so Jesus could get out, but so others could get in and see that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead just as he had promised. The witnesses of the tomb of the empty tomb prove false the explanations that have been told denying his resurrection. Uh, some of these are that Jesus was only unconscious and so he later revived. But that cannot be true because it is recorded that a Roman soldier confirmed he had died on the cross. That's Mark 15 verse 44 and 45. And also we read, it's recorded in the Gospels that Joseph of Arimathea buried him and thus he was dead. Another explanation to deny resurrection is that the women went to the wrong tomb. But this is not possible because we have read that Mary Magdalene is the one who went to the tomb and in Mark chapter 15 verse 47 we read that Mary Magdalene was there among others when Jesus' body was laid in the tomb. Thus could not have made a mistake. Another one is that the disciples stole Jesus' body. But we also read, and we saw yesterday, that the tomb was sealed and guarded. And then also we've read in, uh, that among the witnesses were Peter and John, who are disciples, who could not believe when the women told them that the tomb is empty and they ran to the tomb to confirm. So all these have been proved as lies. The empty tomb is evident that Jesus, who was confirmed dead and buried and the tomb guarded, is alive. He is not dead, but has risen from the dead. He has conquered death and defeated Satan. He is the victor over sin and death. He is alive and reigns in the hearts of Christian believers and is the head of the church even today. The second point is the resurrection appearances. The empty tomb means Jesus resurrected from the dead. The resurrection is of great importance to Christianity for many reasons as several commentators and scholars have stated. I'll list here five. Number one, Jesus kept his promise to rise from the dead. So we can believe he will keep all other promises he has made, including that of eternal life. Number two, it ensures that the ruler of God's eternal kingdom will be the living Christ, not just an idea or hope or a dream. Number three, Christ's resurrection gives us the assurance that we also will be resurrected, passing from existence in a fallen, decaying human body to existence in a glorified body which lives forever. Number four, the power of God that brought Christ's body back from the dead is available to us to bring our morally and spiritually dead selves back to life so that we can change and grow. And lastly, the resurrection provides substance to the church's witness to the world. We do not merely tell lessons from the life of a great, good teacher. We proclaim the reality of the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. Now the Bible also bears witness that Jesus appeared to many and this is proof that he had risen from the dead. And some of these are Mary Magdalene, Mark 16, 9-11, Peter alone in Jerusalem, Luke 24:34, the two travelers on the road to Emmaus, Mark 16, 12-13, ten disciples behind closed doors, Mark 16, 14. The ten disciples plus Thomas who had earlier doubted and he was not in when Jesus first appeared to them. John 20, 26-31. Seven disciples while fishing. John 21, 1-14. Eleven disciples on the mountain. Matthew 28, 16-20. A crowd of 500, 1 Corinthians 15, 6. He also appeared to his brother James, 1 Corinthians 15, 7. And those who watch Jesus ascend to heaven, Luke 24, 44-49 and Acts 1, verses 3-8. to So there are witnesses and there are people whom Jesus appeared to. Now it's also important to note that Jesus' resurrected body was unique. It was not flesh and blood like resurrected Lazarus who later died. Jesus' body was no longer subject to the same laws of nature as before his death. He could appear in a locked room, yet he was not a ghost or apparition or even a hologram because he could be touched and could eat. Jesus' resurrection was literal and physical. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, having confessed your sins, asked for forgiveness and repented, then his, his resurrection should bring you immense, indescribable joy and hope. At the end of this life, when the trumpet sounds, you will be resurrected into a new body for eternal life. You'll move from perishable to imperishable, from sown in dishonor to raised in glory, from sown in weakness to raised in power, from natural to spiritual, and from the dust to from heaven. Hallelujah! Believers will be resurrected to live in eternity with the resurrected Jesus. Friend, where are you going to spend eternity? There are only two destinations, heaven, in the presence of God eternally, or hell, separated eternally from God, but with the devil. The decision is made while you are here on earth. The default destination due to our sinful nature is hell, but Jesus died and rose to take away the penalty of your sin so that you are reconciled to God, forgiven, and to live in his presence in heaven eternally. So what is your choice? Is it heaven or is it hell? I implore you, my dear friend, to choose heaven if you haven't done so yet. Confess your sins and ask Jesus to come into and control your life 
as a personal Lord and Savior. Will you do this today? Now? May we all experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ as we live victoriously here on earth in anticipation of going to our eternal home in heaven. So a truth that has carried us through this whole week of meditation is that Jesus Christ suffered, died, buried, and resurrected to redeem us from sin's penalty and grant us eternal life. Let us pray. Eternal and Sovereign Father, we have sat at your feet this whole week, reflecting on the last week of the life of your Son Jesus Christ here on earth, who suffered humiliation, wrongly condemned, brutally killed by crucifixion on the cross, but rose in victory, defeating death and the enemy Satan, thus successfully fulfilling his mission of our redemption. We give you glory for your grace that is offered us through the gift of salvation. May these meditations have meaning in our lives and in our hearts and transform us to be found true followers of your Son and heirs of your kingdom. Bless each one of us, bless each listener, granting them prosperity in all they do, good health, and above all, eternal life. I pray this in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen and God bless you.